Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. It is time to talk some greyhound racing on Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back to the program, and we've got a special host today. Cat Ernst is uh, going to be steering the ship on Going Greys. G'day, Cat. Hey, Dave. It's good to be here. Are you now, for those that don't know who Cat Ernst is, Cat, of course, is the producer extraordinaire here of all our greyhound shows and production here at Sky Racing, and with Matt Jackson getting a holiday. How did he get it? Firstly, uh, some time off. Who approved that? Did you approve that? I didn't, but I think with the the million dollar chase and the nationals coming up, he uh, had to get a couple of weeks in before all that kicks oh, off because it's going to be hectic for him. These race callers, they're too, they're too bloody good, aren't they? But you've got a big show lined up for us, and your first guest, where well, you've gone straight to the top. I know Mick Cowley. Uh, I spoke to him yesterday, and we're uh, we're having a chat to Rob McCauley, who's the new CEO of Greyhound Racing New South Wales, and um, Rob's going to come on and have a chat to us about. Taking over from Tony Mestrov and uh, the new announcement at Goulburn, so we'll uh, we'll bring him on the line now. Uh, Rob, you take over from Tony ahead of a uh, who had a great tenure at the helm, and you're into the top uh, role just in time for the Nationals and the Million Dollar Chase. Are you ready to hit the ground running? I am. Good morning, Cat and Dave. How do you do? I am ready to hit the ground running, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, the Nationals and the TAB Million Dollar Chase coming up. It'll be great. The Nationals, which of course are run by Greyhound Clubs Australia, are the culmination of um, that series in every state, and um, and we're very much looking forward to hosting the final or seeing the final run in uh, in New South Wales. Um, New South Wales, of course, we represented in the sprint by Simply Limelight and Good Odds Cash. Um, and in the distance final by Super Estrella, we're very much looking forward to to um, that happening cat. And uh, in addition to that, of course, um, Greyhound Clubs Australasia is running both their symposium and their annual awards ceremony, um, which will also be great events. The symposium is bound to be a very interesting event for everybody in in the sport of greyhound racing. And, um, and of course, the annual awards ceremony will be great fun. And then we're on to the TAB Million Dollar Chase, which is, of course, excellent fun. And yeah. doesn't everybody like to see somebody win a million bucks? <laughs> For sure. And we've got Troy Harley, who's the new CEO of Greyhound Clubs Australia, on a little bit later in the show to... Uh to have a chat about the Nationals. But uh, for our listeners at home, you've been with Greyhound Racing New South Wales for a number of years. Um, do you want to explain your background for our listeners, but also what made you decide to go for the role as our CEO? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Kat, I've been, um, I've been involved with um, Greyhound Racing New South Wales um, as a legal counsel for three and a half years. And I very much enjoyed um, working in all sorts of aspects of the organisation during that time. I love uh, the sport. I love the greyhounds. I love the participants. It is a very, very exciting time um, for the sport of greyhound racing. I've been lucky enough to have been here through the latter half of the rebuilding and reformation process. I worked closely with, um, with Tony through that whole um, thing which was a great experience, and so when um, so when the opportunity came up, uh, I was very interested. So uh, uh, luckily enough, here I am, and and um, look, I'm I'm. It's daunting but very exciting. Um, the amount of of fantastic things that we are looking forward to doing in the next few years. 
Now, since your appointment, you hit the ground running last week. We had an announcement at Goulburn uh, that they were un- to undergo a $6 million upgrade, including a new straight track. What details can you give our listeners about that for those who may have missed it? Yes. Uh, so um, it's a straight track. It'll be 325 metres with a very nice long uh, catching pen at the end. It will run directly. For, for those of your listeners who are familiar with Goulburn, there is a fantastic multifunction centre about 10 metres from the edge of the harness track. The straight track will run directly up the gap between the multifunction centre and the harness track. It doesn't interfere with the harness track at all. It's on the on the function centre side of the track. And so you'll be on the track. I mean, you'll be standing in that beautiful Grace Milsom Centre at Goulburn looking straight down um, at the Greyhounds racing straight in front of you. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. It'll be a loam track. We're looking at a range of um, of options for lures and, of course, um, uh, let's not forget the circle track. Both of them will be lit with brand new specialist LED lighting, which will be the first lit night racing in Goulburn's history. And so we're very much looking forward to working with Sky Channel and and getting that, um, getting those night races slotted in to um, to hopefully be aired on Sky One. Absolutely, that's going to be great for the local area. Now, you're also planning to visit the regional areas and meet the participants over the next few months. Uh, I guess, why do you think it's so important to hear their concerns and what they have to say about the industry? Uh, Kat, ultimately, um, New South Wales participants are the very, um, and their dogs, of course, are the very heart and soul of greyhound racing in New South Wales. Uh, of course, without um, participants and the wonderful dogs that, that they have there, would be no sport. As you know, Kat, this is very much um, a regional sport. Um, uh, it is, in fact, the the heart and soul of many um, communities, and we are surprisingly important in many local economies. Um, I very much am comfortable with rubbing shoulders um, uh, uh, wide and far and listening to people and hearing their, look, their good ideas and feedback about all sorts of things that we can do. So I'm, I'm, that's why I love this, and this is why I love getting around the tracks. I've already been to, I was, uh, you know, as you know, um, it started in the job last Monday and went to four different race meetings last week, and I'm looking forward to uh, really traversing to, I want to get and will get to every track in the whole of the state. Uh, which will lead me far and wide, of course. And no doubt you'll be out and about during the Tab Million Dollar Chase Carnival, which is just commencing across the state. What are you most looking forward to there? Oh, I'm looking forward to the great racing with the you know the best greyhounds in the state. Uh, they're, as you know, Kat, they're wonderful family nights at regional tracks all over the state. It's a joy and excitement um, uh for people to work their way through those um, through those heats and um, and suddenly have the chance to race for a million bucks, uh, the TAB Million Dollar Chase is still the most um, valuable or richest greyhound race in the world. Um, there's of course no massive entry fee, um, and uh, people somebody 
somebody's dream comes true on that night. You've been there, cat, and seen the utter joy that it gives everyone in the crowd uh, to watch somebody win a cool million bucks. And I, I, look, there's a, there's, it's a very um, inclusive event where literally um, a normal person, a normal participant can work their way through the heats. And there's no, you know, million dollar um, pups to buy. A normal person, one of us, can, um, can go ahead and win that thing. And I think that's very exciting. I love it. Absolutely. I've been lucky enough to be there for each of the Million Dollar Chase finals at Wentworth Park. And I think that inaugural edition where Peter Lagogiani danced down the home straight, I think that vision's going to live on for, I think in 50 years, people will be looking back at that and, and still smiling and, and thinking what a night that must have been. I guess, uh, finally, Rob, uh, what is the one message about yourself and uh, your vision for the industry that you'd like to get uh, to get across to people? Uh, it's that I and everybody else in this organisation loves the sport of greyhound racing. We are um, we are completely invested in making it work. We want a safe, ha- happy, healthy, wholesome family sport um, to continue to succeed in, in all regards, uh, and that will take us all pulling together. Um, we want dogs to race safely on safe tracks. Welfare and safety is our highest concern. We have, Kat, as you know, we are rolling out um, uh, um, improvement projects all over the state. We've, as you're aware, we announced, you know, the entire rebuild and improvement of Goulburn the other day. We've got other exciting projects happening right now at Musselbrook, at Warhope, um, uh, at Tamworth, and, and there is a whole construction schedule of of things that all go to making better, safer tracks for our dogs and better facilities for our human participants. We want injury rates to continually go down, which they have been for five years, and we um, are concentrating on rehoming numbers going up and and being able to rehome, which we do every available greyhound goes to a great home. So, um, look, we're very proud of the work that every member of the team is doing here and it wouldn't be possible without all of the um, all of the great work of participants in New South Wales and, frankly, the great support of, um, of um, our Minister, Kevin Anderson, and, uh, and uh, indeed all of the parliamentary friends of greyhounds that are sitting down there cheering us on. So we're very thankful for all of that support. Absolutely. Well, there's no doubt that greyhound racing in New South Wales is just thriving at the present. So uh, no doubt a little bit of a pressure for you, big shoes to fill from Tony Mestrov, who had an excellent tenure at the helm there at Greyhound Racing New South Wales. But uh, no doubt everyone's excited to see what you're going to bring to the role. And thank you for joining us on Going Greyhounds. We're looking forward to it. And I might say, Kat, uh, um, a, a big shout out to Sky and TOB for their support for Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. It is tremendous, of course, without 
Sky Channel, there would be no uh, million dollar race this year and we are, um, uh, are thrilled uh, at that support and value it very much. Uh, you guys have a great day. Thank you for having me on. You too. Thank you very much. That was Rob McCauley, the new CEO of Greyhound Racing New South Wales. We're going to take a break on Going Greyhounds and we'll be back with David Smith. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. And they're racing now and Super Estrella, she bounced out brilliantly wide out. She'll leave clearly from Zipping Kansas, who's quickly got to second and goes after the leader. Third stagger out, Lee, and fourth is Pocket Money. They're followed by Corborn Magic. Tiger Jack well back outside of Zipping Virginia last as Javi Bale. Out of the straight and Super Estrella. She is flying. She's three lengths in front but Zipping Kansas is starting to stalk her. They're clear then from Stagger Out Lee. Next Tiger Jack getting up on the rails. Off the back straight at Super Estrella. She's still three lengths in front. Zipping Kansas for the time being made little ground on her. Around the corner. It's Super Estrella still by two lengths. Zipping Kansas can't reach her and Super Estrella all the Way. Super Estrella beat Zipping Kansas. Third stagger out Lee. Fourth in Corborn Magic. Then came Tiger Jack. That was Super Estrella winning the New South Wales Distance Championship uh, final at Wentworth Park last Thursday. We're now joined by Dave Smith, the trainer of her. Dave, you must be absolutely thrilled with how she's going at the moment. That was a stunning win there. Oh, hi, Kat. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, absolutely. I am um, just listening to the replay there. It makes the hairs on my neck stand up. It's just uh, so much respect for the opposition in that race and the way she came out and beat them. Yeah, it's just unbelievable to have a greyhound like that. She's always been a, a brilliant little bitch, but she's broken 42 at a pass at a foremost recent starts at Wentworth Park. But did that 41-46 surprise you last week? Because that's, you know, it's, it's close to the record and it's by far her personal best. Yeah, I believe it's the second fastest time ever there. So it, it does surprise me. She does have great records to her name, but um, she probably hadn't, gone as well at Wentworth Park as he had on some of the provincial tracks in, in terms of getting near the record. I think um, like she's been around a long time and people don't realise she only just turned three in June. So as a star, she's really just coming into that into a prime now and she's getting stronger. So hopefully she can keep her times around there and uh, crack a big win for us. Now what does she do between now and the final? Back to headquarters this Saturday for a free-for-all? Oh no, we'll sit out and just wait for the um, for the big race. Just have a have a solo trial, give her a finish on, and um, yeah, just nurse her through and and get into that final. And hopefully, she'll be okay from the trial. And yeah, we won't be racing though. Okay, she's skinny odds in the uh, in the final, but uh, you must be happy with how she's going. And what did you make of the box draw? Oh, the box draw's not ideal. I tipped Wyong, who has already you know, beat her on a number of occasions in group races. Has a little bit of tail and drawn inside her. Probably would have liked to have been in the one or two, but you know we've got the advantage of being the only New South Wales dog, so it's our home track. She'll be sleeping in her own kennel, all those things. So yeah, there's a few things going our way this time. Um, she hasn't had much luck uh, with the floods and everything. She's had the, you know, I mean, Camden and um, the last two group ones she's been in, we've been flooded out and uh, had to sort of shift homes. So. Yeah, this one, hopefully everything will, will go on nicely for her. Now, you've had plenty of success over the past few years, but you're still looking for that Group 1 win, and, and she is as well. Uh, no doubt it would not only be exciting, but also a little bit of a relief for you and her if she could knock one off in the Nationals. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's the pinnacle of Greyhound racing, or any racing, to win a Group 1. It's the baggy green of cricket or the state of origin of football. That's what we're all striving to do. And you beat the best, so yeah, it'd be an amazing feeling to be able to do that. 
Yeah, for sure. Now, before we let you go, you've also, I'm going to put you on, a, on the spot a bit here. You've got a debutante at Bulleye tonight, Tarawai Rocky. Uh, he is the first pup to race out of former superstar racer, Miss Splendor Miro. Uh, owned by Lorraine Atchison and you're training him. He has some hype to live up to. Um, what are we expecting from him tonight? Oh, look, I hope he can go well. I think he opened up a pretty good price. I know he's got a connection with his dog, having whelped him. Uh, I'd love to see him win for Lorraine. If he's, go- he's going well. It'll take a, a good dog to beat him. I think this the nuts dog might be hard to beat as well. But uh, you never know first up. But, yeah, the dog's well, and I expect him to run well today. Beautiful. Well, it could be a, a big few weeks coming up for Dave Smith. So best of luck in the national finals, and you'll have everyone in New South Wales cheering you on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank that- that was Dave Smith, the trainer of Super Estrella, who is the favourite for the New South Wales National Distance uh, for the National Distance Championship at Wentworth Park on August 27. Another quick break here uh, on Growing Greyhounds, and we'll be joined by Jason Lyon with Dusty Burbsky. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Photo Man began well with Dusty Burbsky. Photo Man's got a length in front and is trying to get across Dusty Burbsky into the first turn. Dusty kicks hard, keeps him out. Behind them was Vader Bale getting across to third. Behind them was Zara's Ivan to fourth. Zippy Tesla back on the inside from Kinrock Star. They dropped who told Shorty and Usman Bale off the back at straight. Racing to the lead now was Dusty Burbsky. Dusty Burbsky got past Photo Man who's trying to rally. Dusty's in front. Dusty wins. Dusty a length and a half, Photo Man. They race Six lengths away, third was Kinrock Star, who grabbed Zara's Ivan on the pen. That was Dusty Burbsky winning the Victorian Sprint. Dis- uh, sorry, the Victorian Sprint Championship last week makes the national final at Wentworth Park on Saturday week. We're now joined by uh, Jason Lyon, the part owner and breeder of Dusty Burbsky. Jace, thanks for joining us. You must be thrilled to make another big one with him. Morning, Kat. Yeah, very, very thrilled. Very exciting times. Now, he represents Victoria, obviously, as he's trained by Team Daly down there. But, of course, you are a New South Wales supporter. You run the Bathurst track, and together with uh, Ross Davidson, you both uh, own him. So, surely, we can claim him as our own. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, a bit of impartiality. My mum says I was born in Victoria, so <laughs> there's a bit of a reason why he's fully qualified through there. But, no, I'd definitely be half of uh, New South Wales. be pretty much apart from Tom and Andrew. Yeah, be a New South Wales boy come next week. He used box two well there at Sandown when winning the Vic final last Thursday. What did you make of the run? Uh, uh, very impressed with that, actually. He's learning to race better from inside draws. Uh, early in his career, he was really taking hard right-hand turns out of the boxes and really brought himself unstuck in the launching pad final from the one box. Uh, he does like to get a couple of dogs up the track in the first 50 to 100 yards, but after that, he balances up and gets to where he wants to be. Then he, he does actually watch his replays. He's rallying around the corners a lot better these days, so... Yeah, so box two is not, uh, uh, not a disaster. Happy to be there. So any box is a good box in these sort of races. Now, he's won four of his past five. The only defeat recently being a second behind Welsh's fast in the Group 1 Maturity Classic. I think it's fair to say that this fella's a bit underrated. He probably doesn't get the accolades he deserves. Uh, no, definitely not. I think he's the last, I'd say, six to eight starts. He's really gone to a new level. He's really learned his trade. He's just turned two. He's just two years and three months old, I think, now. And like he said, he's 26 starts and he's getting better with each start, handing himself better in the field. And yeah, I think Welsh, the night he took plenty of ground off Welsh, he's fast and run the line in the maturity. Yeah, just showed everybody what's, what he's made of and he's a, he's a tough little bugger. As you just said, he's got box two in the national final. Um, what do you make of the the draw regarding, the, I guess, the shape of the race around him? You know, you've got uh, Simply Limelight in box one. How do you think he's going to, first of all, handle the draw, but not only that, but Wentworth Park as well? 
Uh, we'll find out Saturday night. Uh, the boss is bringing him up. He's either racing or trialling. I'm not sure exactly what his plans are. He'll be up Saturday night to have a look at the track. Uh, Tom, one way or the other, will be bringing him up uh, to have a look. Uh, I don't think that. I think the track uh, won't worry me. Handle Sandy on the Meadows okay. He's been to Albion Park. He handled that track okay. Uh, probably a dog that does need to look at the track. So any, whatever he does on this Saturday night, I think he's definitely going to improve. Uh, if he can come out as well as he can, he will hold his line early and he's not scared to take a bump. So if dogs try to come across him. I think I have to work very, very hard to get across him. Now, of course, you breed and own greyhounds with your mate Ross Davidson. It must just give you such a thrill to to see these, well, this boy and and his half sisters. They're all obviously out of your former top class racer, Burbsky Fever. She won a, a Group One uh, down at the Meadows. Um, what kind of thrill do you get out of seeing these pups? Just, I, I guess, go on and, and continue in her footsteps. Oh, it's just, oh, amazing thrill. Uh, that's what you're in the game for. We've been involved, Ross and I've been mate, I reckon for 25, 30 years. Had dogs for a long time. Uh, this is what you do it for. The last six or seven years has been an amazing ride since we got Madame Burbsky fever. She's thrown a handy dog or a good dog in every litter so far. We've just been blessed. You've got to enjoy the good times where they're here. We've, we unfortunately lost Madame to an injury. We lost Roxy Sunset to an injury. So you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. So you've got to enjoy the good times while they're here. But uh, yeah, no, we're just really enjoying the ride and our dogs have a big big cult following, so I'm thinking we have a very, very big turnout there. We might have more cheering Victoria next Saturday night than what there will be the two New South Wales dogs combined, which is which is awesome. Yeah, and I was going to say, no doubt you'll be uh, rocking up with a full cheer squad on Saturday week. Oh, 100% we will be. I think they're coming from far and wide, so I haven't seen a few of my mates for a few years with COVID and everything, so it's going to be a good night out and there'll be a few bees had with lose or draw. Beautiful. Well, he's a ripper of a little dog and hopefully he gets his big one for you in the in the National Sprint Championship. Thank you for joining us on Going Greyhounds. No worries at all, Kat. Yeah, he's getting closer. Tough footing, <laughs> man, you can nail one. That'll be fantastic. Absolutely. That was Jason Lyon, the part owner and breeder of Dusty Burbsky in the National Sprint Final. Another quick break on Going Greyhounds and we'll be joined by Troy Harley. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Our next guest is Troy Harley, who is the CEO of Greyhound Clubs Australia. Of course, they oversee the group racing calendar in Australia and also the National Sprint and Distance Championships. Troy, welcome to the show. This is your first year in the top job, taking over from Dave Simonetti. So how are you enjoying the role and are you excited for your nurse, uh, your first crack at the Nationals campaign? Yeah, right. Thanks for having me on, Kat. Yes, it uh, was big shoes to uh, to fill, um, filling uh, in from David Simonetti, but yeah, it's been a a good uh, nine or ten months so far, and obviously uh, plenty going on the last six or eight weeks um, in, as we get closer to the Nationals, and certainly looking forward to, to having the Nationals back in terms of attendance and everyone from around the country getting together, and that's probably been the biggest thing missed over the last couple of years is the, is the, the social aspect and uh, making connections and obviously uh, discussing thoughts and theories, but most importantly, uh, getting the grounds from around the country into the one venue and be able to certainly see the best of the best from around the country at one time. And no doubt GCA would be happy with the quality of uh, for both finals there on Saturday week. Yeah, absolutely. There's no uh, no question of that. And obviously uh, a little unique uh, time now too with the straight track uh, national championships as well coinciding at Richmond on the Saturday morning. And uh, so far the field that's been drawn there together with the two New South Wales reps to be decided this week is outstanding. But I think uh, when you look at the, the depth of the of the distance and the, and the sprint series, and, and there's question marks obviously about uh, about the appeal of these races, but I think it certainly shows that the appeal is still there and uh, it's obviously also an honour to represent your state, but I think uh, it's two pretty exciting uh, exciting finals that we have and uh, the home state holds the upper hand in both of them, I think. Yeah, beautiful. It's obviously a massive week coming up in Sydney next week, aside from the racing. Uh, you've got a whole Nationals Carnival. Talk us through what you've got on. 
Yes, yeah, so the Nationals, um, as we said, is a bit of a get-together, obviously, for, for participants as well as administrators from around the country. So um, there's a few days, uh, Grand Australasia have a, a board meeting and a CEO's meeting um, split on the Wednesday and Friday. We have a symposium that uh, anyone's welcome to attend. Um, it's a free symposium at the uh, the Maritime Museum. Obviously, needs some registration if anyone's interested in attending that. We have a, a day there of, of guest speakers. Firstly, we have um, a five-time Olympian, Olympic gold medalist, Natalie Cook opening the day with a bit of a, a guest speaking role there. And then we have uh, a couple of panels discussing things like television coverage, um, social media engagement, customer engagement, um, et cetera. And then some of the technology side of racing, stuff around data collections and track uh, track uh, monitoring um, around uh, the, the use of drones and other technology, as well as the e-tracking system um, and the isolating system. So I think most people find the symposium pretty interesting uh, that's on the Thursday, and then on the Thursday night, uh, all the guests are entitled to, uh, to book a seat at the, the welcome cruise on the Bella Vista, and then we have uh, all, certainly a lot of uh, industry meetings on the on the Friday. Um, there's a track and infrastructure forum at Wentworth Park, the ground adoptions from around Australia get together and discuss their uh, their issues and thoughts and programs moving forward, as does Ground Clubs Australia and, and Grounds Australia as well. And then uh, we head into the awards dinner where there's uh, several awards to be to be recognised for national achievements as well as Hall of Fame inductions on the Friday night. And then uh, it's Richmond Saturday morning and Wentworth Park Saturday night for the two big race meetings. Now, as you mentioned uh, just then, the, the Greyhound of the Year Awards, uh, right now we're going to go through, I guess you could say it's a shortlist for the 2021-2022 uh, the Greyhound of the Year title, which will be announced on the night. So why don't we crack into that and we'll go in alphabetical order, Troy. We'll uh, start with the first, uh, the first, I guess you could say, finalist for Greyhound of the Year, Aston Rupee. Yeah, so uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good year, actually. There's so many, uh, so many grounds that you sort of, we didn't do a finalist as such, or so many dogs to be considered, but uh, these would be the top ones. And Aston Rupee, uh, of course, he made eight group finals. Uh, he won the top gun of the Tem Lee. Um, he also won the group three speech. They were in a shootout as well. He uh, obviously now retired to start, and uh, he set the track alight when he uh, when he made those those group finals, and, and obviously the two victories that he performed there, and uh, he was one of the headline acts of the year in Aston Rupee. The next is Team Daly's Gypsy Wyong. She won four group ones during the season. Yes, yeah, she did. Uh, wonderful stayer. Um, she won the Bold Trees, the Association Cup, the Top Gun Stayers and the Zoom Top. Um, she was runner-up in the Super Stayers and third in the Hume Cup. She made 11 group finals and just uh, a wonderful performance of the year. And uh, she'll be going around again in the National Distance Final as, uh, as the wildcard uh, top ranker. So it just shows what a year Gypsy Wong's had. The next, uh, the next dog on the list is Jungle Deuce. Jungle Juice, uh, a dual Group 1 winner, uh, the Gold Bullion, as well as the Paws of Thunder, made five group finals, also won the Group 3 Golden Sands, a very uh, versatile sprinter as, uh, as Jack Smith seems to be producing over the last six or seven years, and uh, he was certainly a grand in consideration for uh, for the final six as we decided for the grand of the year. And the next one, Lala Kiwi, the Australian Cup winner. Yeah, can I make to, uh, to Gypsy Wong? I won the Australian Cup, won the Group 3 Amber Soli and Cranbourne Classic, third in the Melbourne Cup and the Cranbourne Cup, made 10 group finals, and there's still... Uh, Still spring with the best of them as we see today. And Jason Lincoln's ears will be pricked because She's a Pearl is next on the list. Yeah, the next uh, the next two on the list are, are the two grounds that have captured the imagination, I guess, and are still doing that with plenty of discussion about uh, where they head in the future. But She's a Pearl, uh, she obviously won the Group 1 Easter Egg. Uh, she won the Million Dollar Chase and has created so much uh, advertising and promotion and, and euphoria for ground racing has been such a positive addition to, uh, to the spring ranks. And She's a Pearl was one of those six grounds as well. And last but not least, certainly, is uh, Well, She's Fast. Yes, it's on uh, on the same pedestal, I think, as, as She's a Pearl in terms of the headline grabber, um, obviously by name as well as by nature. Um, she won the Group 1 Sapphire, she won the Speedstar, um, Group 3 Speedstar, the launching pad, and also won the inaugural Phoenix. So uh, those two grounds in particular have won the two ungrouped races that probably are the headline races uh, of the current 
calendar in the, in the modern era, and I think uh, those two grounds have created uh, an aura off the track that uh, will certainly put them in great contention for the ground of the year. Well, that is the shortlist for the Australian Greyhound of the Year. Aston Rupee, Gypsy Wyong, Jungle Deuce, La La Kiwi, She's a Pearl and Wow, She's Fast. That will be announced next week at the Greyhound of the Year Awards night. Troy, thanks so much for joining us here on Going Greyhounds. Uh, thanks very much, Kat. Beautiful. That was Troy Harley, the CEO of Greyhound Clubs Australia. Another quick break and we'll talk to Jared Duffy. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds, our last segment of the day. Uh, last but not least, uh, joined by Jared Duffy. Duff, you'd uh, be very excited to get back into the catching pen. It returns tonight on Sky Racing 2. You excited to chew the fat with Patch and Wiz later this afternoon? Certainly am, Cat. Good morning to you, but I'm not quite sure how much longer you'll be there. You've killed it this morning. I think Dave Stanley should be looking over his shoulder. I've been pretty nervous. I don't know if anyone <laughs> can hear my voice trembling. It's been very nah, nerve-wracking for me. <laughs> no, nah, you've gone really well. And, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the catching pen returns tonight after a bit of a break, and obviously we'll have an in-depth look at uh, well, the Nationals. And I, I think we've got a feature on Darwin as well. Absolutely, we do. Uh, our new segment, Chasing Tales, where we're going to I guess, uh, head out a little bit more and get back into the feature stories and uh, the extended versions of that. We're going to have extended versions on Sky Racing Active in the web each week and uh, we'll be looking at snippets of it on the catching pen. So really looking forward to getting back out there with Wiz and yourself and meeting some of the participants. But uh, we're going to have a a quick look at some of the markets uh, coming up this week. We've got $3 million chase finals tonight. Gosford, tomorrow and Bulleye, what can you tell us? Well, we've got one this afternoon at tomorrow at uh, 2.14. And there are six Victorians in this one. It's a really good field. Um, it'll do justice to a free-for-all in Victoria. The favourite at the moment is the Jason Thompson t- trained plaintiff, drawn pretty well, I think, out in box seven at $2.90. Mapunga Mustang for Jeff Britton, box six at $4.80. Then we've got three dogs at $6.50. Japara, Angela Langton off the red, do it for Jeff Britton, box two. And the one that has been a mover in the market, Kelsey Bale, Drawn awkwardly in box four, but $10 into $6.50. So that one gets underway at just after 2 o'clock today. Uh, Bulleye, a little bit later at 5.19. Uh, their regional final there. And we've got a shorty, Melcat Big Boy. Um, probably drawn a little bit awkwardly in box three. He uses a bit of the track, doesn't he? But he's been the mover, $1.70 into $1.65. Behind him in the market, the pink runner, he's grand, is $3.70. Then holding up from box six at $5.50. And the final uh, feature on today is Gosford Race 7 tonight, and it's their regional uh, final there. And again, a pretty good field uh, with French Martini, the fave, box five, terrific uh, in her win there last week in 29.27. She's at $2.25. Just ahead of Yukon, a Yuko girl. Yuko girl lit all the way. The time was um, nearly three lengths slower, 29.47, but she's got that... Uh, oodles of early pace, so it will be interesting to see where they end up in the run to the first turn there, but French Martini, the favourite in that race at Gosford, it's on at 9.17 tonight. They're going to be cracking finals and looking ahead to the uh, the grand final at Wentworth Park on the 24th of September, and she's a pearl heads the market at $3.50. She does. Now, we've got Wow, She's Fast in the market. Um, these are pre-nominations, so if you did back Wow, She's Fast and she's not nominated, you do get a refund there at $8, but I'd just don't know whether she's heading that way. French Martini at 10. Good odds cash 10. Simply Limelight 10. And then out to $15 or better for the rest. A couple of interests there. Amron Boy, uh, which I understand, trolled at Wendy Park on Saturday night. It's at $15. Power of Buddy. Uh, this is this boom dog from well, ex-Victorian. Went back to its uh, owner, Breeder, 
for uh, for that race at uh, Goulburn, I think it was. Uh, not Wagga. Goulburn. Wagga. A couple of weeks ago, broke the, or smashed the track record by nearly four lengths and had absolutely no luck at all in the final. So um, there's markets there for every shipwrecks at $15, but it's not far away, and irrespective of who's in that field, it's going to be a hot race. Now I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit here too. We've got the, the National Sprint and Distance Championships coming up. There's markets uh, already open there with Tab, and New South Wales, well, according to the traders, they look to have one paw on the trophy in both events. Well, according to Jason Lincoln as well, I think he said it's game, set, match. But uh, simply Limelight uh, comes up with the red box. He was awesome the other night, $2.60. Uh, Dusty Burbsky box two. Well, you'd think Dusty Burbsky, the way that he races, will ride shotgun for the red, five fifty. Good odds cash at three fifty. Throttle a WA performer, uh, $5.50. Fly for Tricks SA at 51 Magical Cindy Queensland 34, Apawa Superstar New Zealand 34, and there has been a little bit of early interest in McInerney from the pink. He's representing Tasmania 12 into 10, but he campaigned in Victoria before he went back to Tassie for those um, for those national heats down there. He ran 29.24 at Sandown in one of his wins, and I think he ran around about 29.81 at the Meadows, and he's definitely suited from the outside. Uh, I guess they'll take him up there and give him a trial over the next week or two. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, well, so. there you go. Not entirely mm-hmm. hopeless, particularly from that draw. The distance final, uh, well, Zarbell, WA at $9. No keeper, uh, the New Zealand star at 18 Gypsy Wyong, 14 Super Estrella opened at 175 I know there was a train of thought out there that perhaps she should be a whole lot shorter than that. Uh, she's got into $1.65 anyway. Highland Wonder, Tassie, 101 Days of Thunder from Queensland at 10 Moraine Susie at 6 Fantastic It's Victoria and Fantastic Radley at 12 I don't know whether you caught Moraine Susie last Thursday night, Cat. She was fantastic in winning that final at uh, at Sandown. Interesting story with her. She uh, she'd won three sprint races at Warnable. Uh, in reason, one of them was in reasonable time, 25.57. Uh, but uh, Connections identified that Stain was a caper. She's gone to the Purcell Kennel and she's had three runs over the 700 plus and won them all. But she was emphatic winning last Thursday night. She went past Jarvis Bale on the home turn like he was nailed to the ground. And not beyond the realms of possibility that she can't win that final. Uh, I guess it all depends on the start, doesn't it? If Super Estrella comes out running like she did last week and runs that time in front, they're probably not going to beat her, but um, it, it will all be dependent on the start. Yeah, I guess I guess the thing that looks so good for Super Estrella is just the, the lack of genuine early burn in the race. But I yeah. did read a comment from Brendan Purcell on, uh, on his little girl saying that uh, she hasn't put a paw wrong since she's been with him. So no doubt she's going to be one to watch. Um, I also don't know if you uh, caught our chat with uh, Troy Harley just before you. I we've, did. We've got the shortlist for the Greyhound of the Year Awards. Aston Rupee, Gypsy Wyong, Jungle Juice, Lala Kiwi, she's a pearl. Wow, she's fast. I'd hate to be on that panel, Def. How are they going to separate them? I don't know because you could put up an argument why they could all win it. You know, Gypsy Wyong, she dominated Group 1 racing over the, the longer trip. Aston Rupee, but he didn't really win those group races. He set the time standards. Uh, she's a pearl. We've seen her of, of recent times. Um, yeah, there's gonna be, there'll be a lot of arguments, as there normally is with those type of panels, but I'm sure Troy Harley will be able to sort them out. <laughs> well, beautiful Duff, we'll let you get going. No doubt you've got a busy day. I'll speak to you about 2pm when we record the catching pen. I've got to head up the freeway. <laughs> Have a good one. Good on you, Kat. Thank you. That was Jared Daffy from TAB. That wraps us up for Going Greyhounds, and we'll hand it back to Dave.